following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. We're kicking off with some breaking news. No Bruce Weber show today. As it is pretty much all around college basketball right now due to uh, COVID-19 health and safety protocols, Bruce Weber show tonight, uh, which would be taking place at Union Station by JP's at the K-State Student Union, is not happening tonight. So what else is going on in college basketball? 46 percent of the NCAA's teams at all levels at this point but still that 46 percent is the number that stands out have had at least one game altered canceled moved to a different date however you want to put it affected by COVID protocols at this point. You know, what's interesting you know K-State has had obviously this last game against Texas like half the team is out because of COVID issues and uh, the women's team, they they had an issue with the flu earlier this year, but they mm-hmm. haven't had any, as far as I know, any issues right now with uh, with COVID-19. The flaw is, is that at this point, you almost feel like that if it's in your department, it's going to get through. Um, it, it's just crazy how quickly this has zapped the schedule and forced so many alterations already on the schedule. And we'll continue to force alterations to the schedule as we go through January. I'm Mitch Fortner. That's Troy Coverdale. And across the glass today is Sage Williams, the pride of Hutchinson, Kansas. Guess who's uh, back? No, uh, back again. No David G. He is uh, out today. Hopefully we'll get him back here tomorrow as I will not be on the show tomorrow. Heading over to Topeka for some Manhattan High basketball. But uh, coming up on the show today in the next segment, we're going to be speaking with K-State women's basketball coach Jeff Benny. Reaction to once again not being in the top 25 despite beating the 10th-ranked Baylor Bears. Also still coming up to kick out, uh, kick off hour number two is former K-State wide receiver Curry Sexton. His thoughts uh, on the uh, bowl win against the LSU Tigers, which is actually how we're kicking off the show here. Um, first of all, I, I complained to this to you yesterday, Troy, about my ear. I'm having an yes. ear issue today. It's it's still bothering you. So, yeah, it's this really loud ringing. So, and Troy it's not and like I, we were at a concert. No, Troy and I, we f- flew back into Manhattan last night. We got back at like 11-ish. I rolled it rolled into the house about midnight. And, uh, and I was complaining about my ears. Like, we landed. I just got, like, just blocked up the ear, the air pressure. It really got to my right ear. And it's still plugged up. It's still ringing really bad. Like, I can barely hear out of it. Like, I, I think some people are talking trash on me in the hallway this <laughs> afternoon. And I couldn't hear those bozos because my ear's all ringing. And, I, you know, it's a bad angle. Boy, he's uh, setting up for the uh, contest this afternoon, isn't he? Oh, yeah. By the way, do they know it coming up at 440? <laughs> Don't worry, uh, I'm going to be able to hear the clips. Uh, so you, I got a, I got a good ear. So, 
So what you're telling me is that you know the 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 uh, this is hazard pay uh, yeah. worthy potentially. I mean, likely not working with any heavy machinery. You know, working with you know Windows 98 and this nice computer we have here. <laughs> Got a board here from 1975. Um, I, I know how to push the buttons and stuff. Like I you know turn off my microphone like I did right there. Could barely hear it, but. Um, I'll hear the clips, no doubt about that, as I continue on my undefeated streak after uh, today's game. But uh, Texas Bowl reaction. I had a lot of thoughts about this game after, afterwards and just kind of circling through my mind about what I really took away from it. Um, I think takeaway number one it was just how fun it was. That was a really, really fun game. And I think what made it so fun is it was a complete butt-kicking. But it wasn't a butt kicking that, you know, K State spreading out the the score in the fourth quarter like they did against Nevada. I remember against Southern Illinois, most likely because of Skylar Thompson's injury, they were ne- never really able to se- separate themselves from the Salukis. Mm-hmm. There was you could probably maybe bring up the TCU game, which was what like a it was like thirty one to twelve or something like that, and, and that was one case eight slowly kind of pulled away. I mean, it was you know touchdown after touchdown after touchdown in the first three drives at twenty one nothing, and it balloons to forty two to seven in the second half. That was a whole game of just incomplete dominance. Now, and I, yes, I take into consideration what LSU had, but that's not K State's fault. That's not our fault. It's not our issue. K State right. just went out there and played a game. They had Colin Klein calling plays for the first time. That was kind of like his tryout to maybe be the next K-State offensive coordinator, so he had something to play for. Skylar Thompson had something to play for in his final game as a Wildcat. There was so much to play for. It wasn't like they were gonna, they were just going to put an asterisk by this win because LSU was missing some dudes. We just knew that was going to be a factor, and it was. And the thing is, is that you get told to focus on yourself. Focus on what you are doing, and K-State did that. K-State took care of their end of things throughout the course of this ballgame and didn't let it affect them what they were seeing across the line. Did not let any of the storylines that came out regarding LSU over time affect them. They just put that focus on what they needed to do in the moment and took care of business from the word go. Definitely the most consistent ballgame that we saw all season out of this team. And that includes the Kansas game, which had its moments where the team was up and down offensively. This was by far the most consistent offensive game, especially, that they have had all season. And and I dare venture even to say uh, two seasons because of the fact that they came out, put the foot down on the gas, and kept going. Well, and I'll even say there were moments in that first half where the offense, it, it seemed like, you know, all right, maybe it's starting to stall a little bit. They've run into a you know a third and long, and they pick up a chunk of yards, but now they got to convert on fourth down. Like Colin Klein, you know, you know it's a bowl game. You're, it's a, you know, this this game does count towards the the record, but you know, pull out all the stops. Let's just go for stuff. And they they were aggressive. I loved Colin Klein's play calls where they were aggressive. The tempo was a little bit better, a little bit quicker than we are are, are used to, and even Deuce Fun. It took a little bit of time for the offensive line to get going a little bit make sure they are protecting Skyler and get you know do some some space so where he can get some yards of more than five yards of carry there's a couple of times he was stopped behind the line of scrimmage you know there was a little bit of of a stutter step there for the offense but they found a way to get it done they found a way to score in that first drive which was huge it took a 
third down conversion, a fourth down conversion, and a great play by Malik Knowles to just get on the board. I was so happy by the offense just figuring it out, find ways to pick up first downs and score on drive after drive after drive. Like you said, that's just something we hadn't seen all season long. One of the other things that stood out to me is that for all of our discussion of Deuce Vaughn at running back and the intent of the offense in the past anyway to quote-unquote establish the run first, I didn't feel like that there was this intent to have to establish it first. That while, yes, maybe you were looking at a first down run, they weren't going right back to it on second down. There were other options that were out there, and especially as the game wore on, you saw more opportunities where the game opened up, and they weren't running on first down every time down the field. And you know that those are those are changes that are important as well when you start to look at how a game is called because uh, it 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 had something to do I think with that flow because you weren't getting behind the sticks you were getting ahead of the sticks and you were putting confusion into uh, the defense where they had to account for the fact that hey they may come out here and pass on first down they may actually look to do something different than what we're accustomed to. To speak just briefly on the defense, I mean, this was a game the defense didn't actually have a sack. They were pretty limited. They only had three tackles for loss, but they were still incredibly efficient. A couple of interceptions. Uh, Russ Yeast had one, and Ross Elder had his first interception of his career. The defense was just solid all game long. I, that's really all you got to say about them. Uh, I, I also thought, you know, Skylar Thompson, it, it was tough to vote on the MVP yes. in the fourth quarter. Yes. Because it was Skylar Thompson who ended up with the MVP, and I think some, you could argue, you know what, let's just put it out there this way. It actually probably should have went to Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn had four touchdowns in the game, but Skylar Thompson playing in his last game was playing tremendous. The reason I, I gave him the MVP is because I thought he made the best play of the game, which was on that fourth down, he probably should have been tackled for a loss by six or seven yards. Jukes one guy, hits the brakes, and dies for that first down. I thought that was the best play of the game. However, Skyler was still making some insane throws back into the end zone to Malik Knowles. He had a great pass to the near sideline for Phillip Brooks in that third quarter where three guys were closing in on him, and I thought that was an NFL throw. I even tweeted about it. That was an NFL throw. And also, Skyler was so good in the pocket. He felt the pressure. He knew when to step up. He knew when to step diagonally and make a throw. Great recovery throw over to Landry Weber. Unfortunately, Landry was hurt on that play in that mm-hmm. first drive. Mm-hmm. But Skyler, when it came to pocket presence, had a, maybe his best game of all time. I, what really stands out to me even more so than how great of a pass that was down the sideline that Philip Brooks makes the catch on is the fact that there was another option on that play. And I caught it in the moment. And if you go back and watch the video, you can see Malik Knowles standing at about the 10-yard line. The safety that winds up coming over to help make the tackle had to leave him to hustle over and help make the tackle on Philip Brooks. Otherwise, you know, the Cats had two receivers deep on that play that he could have gone with. And he picked a, to go along the sideline and made one hell of a throw. It was tremendous. But either way, uh, K-State was looking at a great opportunity there. 
and he made the throw that mattered. And going back to the MVP talk again, Skyler wins it. He's 21 of 28 for 230, uh, 259, rather, and three touchdowns. But, you know, Deuce had the four total touchdowns. Phillip Brooks was maybe one cut away from being definitely a candidate for the MVP because he had the two receiving touchdowns, but one cut, maybe the other direction, and he takes the kickoff return to the, to the house right mm-hmm. before the half. He was up there. I mean, you throw some dudes in there on defense. Ross Elder had an 11-tackle game and an interception. He almost had a second interception uh, just it was not too long after he had uh, the one, um, the second interception of the game for K-State. But a lot of fun. K-State wins 42-20. They finished the season 8-5. and five. And we'll talk more Texas Bowl coming up at 5-10 when we speak to Curry Sexton. But when we come back, it's time to jump into some hoops with K-State women's basketball head coach Jeff Mitty. Back to the game on KMAN. Mitch Fortner and Troy Coverdale with Sage Williams across the glass today. Your K-State women's basketball team off to its best start since the 08-09 season after beating Baylor over the weekend and last night over the Oklahoma State Cowgirls, now 12-2 on the season, 2-0 in Big 12 play. We're now joined by the women's basketball coach of K-State. That's Jeff Mitty. And, Coach, appreciate your time. Going back to that Baylor game, 32 points from Aoka Lee. And uh, 28 of that in the second half. But first of all, just how satisfying was it to get Baylor finally? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a big win for us. But I think you're right. I mean, just, uh, you know, not being able to knock them off for a long time. And, and that's been the case. I think they'd only lost like three league games in the last, you know, 81 or 82 games or something. So, um, you know, they have been at the top for a long, long time. So it was a great win for us. and. Uh, probably a lot of other people in the league cheering for us on that game so um good win overall well I'll show you uh, to share with you kind of the experience i had in houston coach uh while your team was playing baylor i'm at houston university uh at the uh the indoor facility there for the football team that's where k-state was practicing and it was after we were all done with our media stuff we're just hanging out and a lot of us were all just watching your game and see how it unfolded with uh, Gene Taylor was there, along with a bunch of other K-State football personnel. We're there just watching the game and and watch the inning of that contest. When it comes to social media and the fan base, do you feel like there's now a lot more attention on this team now that you've been winning a lot of games? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I think you're seeing, you know, it's kind of uh, interesting to see uh, even just on social media, when we didn't get ranked last week, you know, a lot of people were commenting that normally don't comment on women's basketball. So, um, you know, I think it's good and, and it's definitely good. It's definitely good. You know, that's what you want You uh, we did not have a big crowd for the Baylor game. A lot of circumstances with that, with, um, you know, a lot of people down at the bowl game, a lot of people, um, um, not, uh, you know, in tune necessarily after the holidays, that's always kind of a tough time for crowds, but, um, it was a very energetic crowd and a very responsive crowd and certainly one that I, I think as the game kind of unfolded, kind of sensed that, uh, uh, you know, we were we were going to pull the upset. So, um, you know, yeah, that's good. I think there there is a lot more attention, and I think our team is um, 
certainly risen and, and played well. You brought up not being ranked, but receiving votes. I know we talked last week about it and about how you feel like just the, those that vote in the AP poll just aren't paying attention close enough. So I asked you if you were blown away about not being ranked last week. Is you just kind of shrugging your shoulders once again, even after you beat Baylor? Yeah, I don't think. I mean, that's certainly not. You want to be ranked, but it's certainly not community that you keep your focus into. And uh, you know that if you play good basketball and all those things, it'll take care of itself. I don't think that uh, I've said this uh, critically of the voters. I don't think our voters are uh, pay that pay enough attention to to what's going on. They tend to just vote who's been there before, and um, you know they sit. In my opinion, both the AP and in the coaches' poll, they sit here and they don't sit here and do a deep enough dive on games and uh, the wins and losses. So you're always going to have some um, that, um, uh, you know, that don't get in there because of that, quite frankly. Um, I thought Oklahoma women's basketball deserved to be in earlier. Nebraska's gotten off. So there have been some programs other than us. So I think it'll all shake out. But um, and certainly you want to be there. Um, but um, you know, hopefully we can just keep playing good basketball. Fortunately, that's not an area that uh, is, you know, taken into consideration when you're talking about NCAA tournament bids. There are other things that are uh, much more important than uh, where the AP puts you or the coaches pull. Yeah, you've mentioned multiple times the importance of the net ranking, and right now K-State is 13th in the net ranking, and the two losses you do have, UConn and, or I'm sorry, uh, South Carolina and NC State, they're one and two in that net ranking. But we're speaking right now with KC women's basketball coach, Jeff Mitty. Uh, going back to last night, Troy and I were at, uh, we were at DFW airport at a uh, TGI Fridays and watching your fourth quarter against the Oklahoma state cowgirls, a low scoring game, but you get it done 60 to 49. Maybe what was some of the struggles, but also what led to that victory there in that fourth quarter? Well, some of the struggles were just uh, initiating offense. They put a lot of pressure on our guards, and that's an area that we've got to continue to get better at. And we've got to get, uh, we've got to put more pressure on the rim. And that's an area that um, our young players are continuing to work on in practice and get better. Um, I tell you what led to it. Um, what led to the victory was really our toughness defensively. We were tough all night. Uh, Briley Glenn had a huge fourth quarter. Uh, Everett hit a big shot late. Um, we just found enough offense, and Lee just continues to deliver. She didn't have as many touches last night as, as we normally get her, but she still ends up with 18 and um, really played uh, great defense. So just a total team effort. I thought Dallinger came off the bench, gave us a great lift. Jada Moore came off, gave us a good lift. So um, just a really, really good team effort. Yeah, Brian Lee Glenn with 19 points, Aoka Lee with 18. You, you mentioned the Emily Ebert shot. That was kind of like, that was the big shot of the game, but it was like, what, a couple of minutes to go in the game, and it was early in the shot clock. Would you usually say no to that shot? Uh, depending on, it doesn't matter who it is, would you usually say no to that shot? I did say no to it. She still shot it. Um, it was right in front of me, and I was trying to get her to pull it out. Uh, her focus, I guess, was so good that she just uh, knocked it down, and I just kind of chuckled that, all right, that, that'll work. Um, but, yeah, you know, it was, I think, two and a half to go, and it was probably in the first seven, eight seconds of the shot clock. There's a couple ways you can play that. Um, yeah, you can pull it back out and 
certainly you want to get it under two. I think we were up maybe eight or nine at the time, but um, good to see her have the confidence to shoot it. And I will tell you this, there's always that balance of that point of the game where you, you want to be in attack mode and you want to be aggressive and, but you also want to be smart, time score, all those things. And um, I would much rather have a player make an aggressive mistake than a tentative one. And um, uh, so it's good to see her raise up and, and mark that down. Speaking with KC women's basketball coach Jeff Mitty on the game. So right now across college basketball, both on the men's and women's side, you're seeing games postponed. Uh, all over the place it's happened, certainly in, in Big 12, uh, because of the recent variant of COVID-19 really going crazy right now. But uh, how has your team uh, been dealing with the recent circumstances? Yeah, you know, um, it's kind of day-to-day right now, Mitch. It's, it's um, one of those things where you, you have tests, and obviously we our, our guys have had their situation, and so they're close to us, they're around here, so... Um, we share the same facilities and all those things, and so we're monitoring our situation closely. We've got a short roster as well. You know, we've only got 10 available players, and so, um, you know, we're trying to do everything we can. I don't know that there's a whole lot you can do anymore. Uh, you know, uh, it would appear that uh, certainly this new variant is causing problems even when you're uh, – vaccine even when you're uh, being careful so we'll just hope that uh, things don't get too crazy for us well up next for you coach probably flying out tomorrow to go uh, take on the West Virginia Mountaineers a night game it's kind of like it's actually like a double header with the men they're against the Mountaineers but uh, seven and four West Virginia what are you expecting out of them well, I expect what you always get with them. They they play great pressure defense. They really get after you. Uh, if they press, they'll 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 really deny the inbounds. And then depending on what they if they want to trap, they they have that ability to do that. If not, they'll fall back. And uh, they generally are going to play you seventy five feet at least uh, and stay in your face. And Oklahoma State did that as well to to Serena and our guard. So. A good preparation for that. Um, I mentioned earlier, it's an area that we've got to continue to grow in. And uh, we've got good ball handlers. We've got more ball handlers uh, than we've had maybe the last couple of years. But it's an area that we've got to continue to improve. And they've also got uh, some, some good balance scoring at the guard spot. They've got a lot of firepower. So from a defensive standpoint, we're going to have to make sure that uh, we limit their uh, ability to to not only uh, get to the rim, but also knock down perimeter shots. All right, K-State women's basketball at West Virginia. That's a 6 o'clock Central Time start from uh, the WVU Coliseum. That means pregame here on K-Man will begin at 5.30. Coach Jeff Mitty, appreciate your time, and, and good luck on Saturday. All right, Mitch. Hey, thanks. Appreciate it, buddy. Yep, thank you, Coach. That Once again, that's K-State women's basketball coach Jeff Mitty here on the game. His cats are 12-2 and and 2-0. In Big 12 play right now, receiving votes in the AP Top 25. Well, coming up next year on the game, well, still coming up, I should mention, uh, Curry Sexton coming on at 5-10. Also, this has been really talked about early this week and over the weekend. I saw a lot of it on Twitter. The possibility of Kai Thomas becoming a Wildcat. Is it a possibility? Number one song, Ask Us Anything, coming up. But up next, Do They Know It? Hosted by Big Steve. Now this, I know, is the Gorillas. 
That is correct. You can go and ding me correct if you want to. Oh, you you want me to ding yeah, you correct? Yeah, go, go ahead. Okay, there yeah. you go. Boy, oh boy, the ego has arrived. Too bad that doesn't count. Well, that's because <laughs> this ego is undefeated. I am 4-0 and oh in Do They Know It. It doesn't matter who the teens are, even though Sage has been a very reliable partner of mine you, in a you few know, games. You notice he says that as he's not teamed up Hold with on. me I, yet. I just want to point out that he said 4-0. and oh, This is the fourth episode. I thought we've played th- four times. No, we've played three, three times. You're 3-0. and Because oh. the first one I didn't play. Yeah, pl- and then I played. And, she's played we, and then we switched to teams. Yeah, yes. we didn't have one last week. That's probably why you're confused at. But I know, like one day we like taped a, a game. Yeah, that was the third one. Was it? Yeah. Well, th- I'm about to be four. No, okay. <laughs> let's put it that way. Yeah, you notice how that happens though. The, the the one teammate he hasn't had yet has been the anchor over here. So <laughs> helps explain zero and zero and three. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That it does. Well, I guess we should get started, eh, Mitch? Yeah, so since no David G, I've decided that I'm going to go it alone today and try to get Troy some help here. So Sage is going to be his partner. <laughs> it's two-on-one for this spinoff of uh, Music versus Movies. And Steve, Big Steve, why don't you explain to us the rules of Do They Know It? Well, first got to roll our sick intro. They know sports, they know okay. jokes, and even best dating advice. But we're going to test their knowledge of music, movies, and TV shows right now on Do They Know It? All right, so how this game works, three categories, two options a category. You've got movies, you got TV, you got music. You tell me which one you want to hear, we play it, and you get a point per part of the answer. So for music, I'm looking for song title artist. TV show is TV show and character. For movies, it is the movie name and the actor slash actress. You're allowed unlimited steals today. Sweet. I like unlimited steals. <laughs> you might be using them a lot today. We'll just have to oh, wait and see, I guess. No. <laughs> Depends. All right, so team names. Has anybody come up with team names? I forgot to come up with a team name. Troy yeah. and Sage, what's the name? Come on. <sighs> the... Because last week Troy and Dave were the TD boys with a yeah, Z. Yeah, let, let's let's just let's just go completely obscure here and and, and tie in Sage's name. Let's go Sage of Steel. Sage oh, of wow. Steel. I like it. <laughs> now, what is that in reference it's, to? It Blades of Steel, the old uh, Nintendo game. Okay, but utilizing and then kind of a game play on Sage Steel from ESPN, and yeah, just call me Tex <laughs> since we just got back from Texas. <laughs> Tex? Tex. All right. Okay, well, I guess we'll do a coin flip. So, uh, Sage of Steel, you guys, <laughs> go ahead and call a heads or tails. SOS. Uh, given how your uh, uh, coin flips have gone, tails. Which means Mitch has heads. We just flipped the predetermined <laughs> coin, and it is heads. Oh, you, you found a I'm, new randomizer. No, it's the same one. <laughs> it heard me talking smack on it the last time. And Let's start. They changed the algorithm, damn it. <laughs> Let's start. Give me the second TV show. TV option B. G-Max, don't force me to show you my influence. <laughs> Can't get me now. <laughs> Now, I will mention, for movies and TV, you get one replay for your option. Boy. So, obviously, that's a cartoon. It is. Um, I'm not the biggest cartoon guy. And to be honest with you, when I think TV shows, that's a a good curveball. That's a really good one. Is that Dragon Ball Z? 
Nope. Dang it. Would you guys like to steal? Yes. Yeah, I don't know the... Absolutely. I, if, you, All right. if you could <laughs> guess, I don't know the me. character. Are you going to play it again, or do we Oh, get do it? you want me to play yeah, it again? Yeah, go ahead and play it okay. again, just to I'll make play sure. It again. Just so that my... Shamans! They're milking Don't force me to show you my influence! <laughs> Can't get me now! <laughs> it's the Powerpuff Girls Mojo Jojo. Oh, yeah. you're kidding me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Jesus. I had no point of reference. I was thinking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I mean... <laughs> well, it is your guys' go, so... Jojo! Oh, or yours. I, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what do you want to do? Oh, let's try and keep it semi-simple. Let's go Music A. Okay. Music A, you got it. I stand waiting for you. This is a tailor-made game for Sage. Oh, now come on, man. I happen to know who this is, too. Well, I know who it is, too, but... Okay, would you like to go ahead and guess, or do you need to hear more of it? Yeah, let Troy answer. Now he's second-guessing. No, I'm actually pretty confident. It looks like he might be second-guessing. Okay, what is it? I say Lady Gaga. Poker face. No? Oh, whoa, whoa. Is that, is that no, that was conversation. No, 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 no. It is not poker face. It's applause. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> that was close. Four nil. Out of the gate strong today. Mitch, Man. your move. Mr. Tex over here. Give me the second song. Song B. You got it. Okay, well, that's Linkin Park, obviously. That it is. What's the song name? Oh, Breaking the Habit. There he goes. I had to play it out in my head. I was like singing the whole song. I do that all the time. I do that all the time. All right. Hey, Tex is on the board. Yeah. Let's try one of the movies. Okay. I say, let's try movie B. Movie B, you got it. Dear Mr. Pilgrim, it has come to my attention that we will be fighting soon. My name is Matthew Patel and blah, 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 blah. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And the actor? I don't recognize that voice, to be quite honest. Uh, I recognize the mousy guy it is, but... Mm. I just don't off the top of my is head. The, is it the lead of that? The, yeah. It's, isn't that Michael Sarah? Boom. You got it. Hey, before you ding him, because they're just talking out. They're just, they're discussing. <laughs> they're not officially locking in these answers. Okay. So let's take it easy on that, <laughs> on, on those sound effects. All right. I will take it easy on no, the sound effects. Notice, how, he, notice how he was ready to jump on it when I <laughs> said Lady Gaga and then questioned a, a song name. All right. Well, you've got TV oh, option A and movie Jesus. option A left in the arsenal. What are you going with? Give me the TV show. You got it. TV option A. Well, I'll tell you, she would have to be really vibrant. <laughs> So vibrant, she'd be spinning. Hmm. I wonder what that is. Let me think here. See, that wasn't Cheers. That wasn't the Jeffersons, and I'm pretty sure that wasn't MASH. I'm going to go with Seinfeld. 
Is that your answer? Are you table yes. talking? Final. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and the character? Let's see. Oh, the character. Hmm. Cosmo Kramer. I'm going to have to go with Jerry. <laughs> That's right. Good answer. Six and four right now with Sage of Steel leading. I can still tie. And you there's a tiebreaker, right? There's like a tiebreaker. Oh, no, remember we said we weren't doing tiebreakers. <gasps> oh, okay, that's right. I forgot. We never did down the stretch. We never did tiebreakers unless it was the World Series. So, which this is not. So, all right, that leaves you guys with one option. So, I can still remain undefeated. That is true. All right, here is movie option A. <laughs> this is a tasty burger, oh. Vincent. You ever had a big Kahuna burger? Want a bite? They're real tasty. Go ahead, Pulp Fiction. And the one and only Samuel L. Jackson. And that's the game. We have Sage of Steel winning it 8 to Tex 4. Well, you can't win them all. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was amusing to me was before the show, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm undefeated. And you told me to stick more 90s, which there was quite a few 90s-ish things in there, so... So now technically I, I, I'm undefeated. I, I think he realized when I got Lady Gaga that it was going to be a long afternoon. <laughs> I need you to be more cultured, <laughs> Big Steve. How is that uncultured? That was a I, wide array. I need you array. to be more my culture. Oh, Your culture. Oh. Okay. So he wants the games tailored. Got it. <laughs> Which it's a pretty... It's, you can in do other words, a lot of things. In other words, the very thing that John Kurtz accused you of doing. <laughs> well, that's good. no. That was it's actually quite the opposite because John didn't know squat, and I would play like a Kathy Bates something. Sure, other you would think but, she's a nobody. But but he always accused you of rigging it with Mason. Well, Mason also accused me of rigging it with John. So that went. <laughs> I mean, either way, he's ways. damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. So right. The great thing about those two, I could I just I could make it as random as I wanted it to, and they would wouldn't know better. Sure. I could do whatever I wanted, pretty much, and they would always accuse me of somebody's a nobody in there. And Kathy Bates, a nobody. Good <laughs> I, that, I, that still shocked me. It still shocks me to this day of John accusing Kathy Bates of nobody knowing who she is. Wow. Yet she's in one of the most famous movie scenes of all time. Yes. And that was the movie scene I played for him. Misery, of course, the hobbling. Right, yeah. Mm. All right. Congratulations, <laughs> Sage of Steel. You got text this time, <laughs> but next week... He's out for blood. I'm coming back. Ooh. I'm getting some revenge. Okay. We'll see. So to come here on the show, on the game, in hour two, we have Curry Sexton plus number one song of the day, Ask Us Anything. But up next, uh, a KU football commit has really shown off his skill earlier today. You'll find out next. Final segment of hour one of the game. Flower two coming up next, but first... Oh, there's a KU football commit. Really showed off his skill earlier today in a TikTok slash um, Twitter video. It's a TikTok video, but it made its way onto Twitter. His name is Ethan Vasco. He's from Chesapeake, Virginia, and he's a three-star kid. And really, all of his offers, other than KU, are very Northeast-based. You know, Virginia, mm-hmm. U- uh, you know, UConn was in there, Virginia Tech, Penn, Old Dominion, you know, up in that Virginia and up north kind of area. Well, which holds to the fact that, uh, as you call him, lackluster Lance mm-hmm. had his experience at Buffalo, and of course, then uh, you know, Division Three before that tended to kind of market that uh, region 
look to that region when he was bringing in student athletes. This Vasco kid did have an offer from Buffalo, and well, he decided to come to KU. He's six three, and he's a skinny one eighty. He needs to put on some weight. <laughs> um, but so this video, I don't know what the this game is called, but I mean it goes back to the eleventh, the twelfth uh, century, the eleven, uh, the eleven um, hundreds. Uh, it, no, is the game um, where you put the apple on the head and yeah. then somebody shoots it off with a bow and arrow? No, that's basically William Tell. William Tell? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, well, this Ethan Vasco guy tried to recreate this with a football and uh, a Gatorade bottle. And I don't know who this girl is, but the girl volunteered to put the Gatorade bottle that's like half full on top of her head of some Blue Crush or whatever you want to call it. And um, puts it on her head. She stands backwards and this Ethan guy chucks the football from down the street. I'm trying to figure out how far this throw is. <laughs> I want to guess maybe 30 yards, maybe 30 yards-ish. So it's a decent throw. And he chucks the football, and it smacks her on the side of the mm-hmm. face. I mean, right on the left cheekbone. And knocks her silly. The The bottle goes flying, and then it's only a nine-second video, the Football comes flying in, it hits her, and then the rest of it is just her on the couch with like a um, ice pack <laughs> on a, like strapped to her head. I mean, she got absolutely smoked. Now the whole joke there is, well, KU recruit, KU recruit. He's not going to be that accurate, is he? I mean, that's actually still a. I, I'm going to give credit where credit is due here. Yes, this innocent young lady who's wearing a KU hoodie just gets absolutely blasted with a football, which it's happened to me before. It's not fun, but it's still actually a pretty accurate throw. It is, given the distance <laughs> that with which he was throwing it. I'm going to give him uh, that credit, although it's a very entertaining video. At Mitch the Ford, I retweeted it. Go check it out if you haven't seen it yet. Kicking off hour number two, Curry Sexton, his thoughts on the Texas Bowl up next. <laughs> 